Why, hello there! My name is Kenji Dick. And I'm Gabby Taylor. And this is Wittenberg Radio. It is episode 124 and it is November 12th, 2018. On this edition of the show, I talked to Wittenberg's Gabby Taylor about her post on the Wittenberg door. And I spoke with James Magnus Johnson about debating and what we can talk about at CMU and in the public sphere. But before we get to that, let's talk about upcoming events with Ashton Reimer. Hey Wittenberg listeners, it's me, Ashton Reimer, your new current events coordinator. I'll be delivering you the scoop on what's hot and happening in Winnipeg and on our own CMU campus. So grab your calendars and get ready to hear some of the rad events going on around you. During the month of November, IKEA Winnipeg will be hosting movie nights in their restaurant and cafe. Family-friendly box office hits like Coco and Incredibles 2 will be showing on the big screen. Don't forget to hold on to your dinner or snack receipt to save on your next big in-store purchase. And get ready to dust off your ice skates and strap on a CSA-approved helmet. As of November 3rd, the City of Winnipeg is offering free public skating in 13 arenas across the city. Visit winnipeg.ca to check out the schedule and find an arena close to you. And the most wonderful time of the year is almost here. Get in the Christmas spirit by attending the Santa Claus Parade on November 17th. This local holiday tradition has been going on for over 100 years and features a ton of after-event activities. And CMU will be hosting their very own Movember event on November 29th. Professional barbers will be offering free straight razor shaves to anyone supporting the fight against prostate cancer. Swing by from 2 to 7 p.m. for some facial pampering and the chance to win sick prizes. On November the 5th, 2018, we got a brand new post on the Wittenberg door. And believe it or not, it is from our very own Gabby Taylor. Here's what she has to say. I grow anxious in the weeks leading up to November 11th. I feel segregated in a school full of students who speak of their hatred of war and of our military, often blending the two as one. I am proud of my family and my friends, and of the many strangers who have dedicated their lives to our country, but I fear I will be segregated for speaking out and defending my beliefs. Many years ago, when the attacks on Quebec and Parliament Hill occurred, I was terrified that I would be shot down for wearing my uniform. I find myself again feeling afraid to share my beliefs. When I walk down the halls of CMU, I am frightened that I will overhear someone discussing how he or she is better than our fellow Canadians in the military because of their personal beliefs. I am frightened because I do not know what I will say to them. I might say I come from a long history of soldiers. I might say that my family has walked this ground hundreds of years before yours. I might say your families escaped their countries from religious prosecution to walk on mine. I might say that my family gave up their freedom so you could have yours. I might say that I am proud of my many friends and family members who have or are currently giving up their lives to protect ours. I might say that I can pass through a message of thanks the next time I visit their graves. I might say that you are not American. I might say that the violence and hatred that fuels you belongs where it came from. I might say that Canada has built itself on the reputation of peacekeepers for a reason. I might say that you have never walked in second hand, worn out shoes while proudly serving our global community. I might say that you have never left your life of free speech and free will. I might say that while you sip your free trade coffee, your neighbors are fighting to protect the communities your coffee beans come from. 
I might say that ten thousands of Canadians gave up their last rights so that you could have yours. I might even ask if you think you deserve that privilege. But I won't. I'll just hand my head and bite my tongue. My country fought hard to protect your right to free speech. Fighting you will not bring them justice. Respectfully, Gabby Taylor. Now here to talk about her post and why she made it is Wittenberg's own Gabby Taylor. Gabby, thank you so much for coming into the studio today. I no really problem. appreciate it. Um, so you made a post on the Wittenberg door on November 5th of this year. Mm-hmm. And so the first question I want to ask you is what led you to make this post? Um, well, I feel like I need to start off saying I'm not Mennonite. And I've noticed that a lot of students in this environment um, don't understand the difference between the military and violence. Um, There's definitely uh, the impression I found on many people that that the military is extremely violent and that the point of the military is to be violent and to be in wars. But as someone who is from a background with the Department of National Defense and with people who are involved in it and different groups within that, that is the opposite of what I've experienced. And these are things I've always wanted to say. I've always wanted to stick up for these people, these people that I know and love. But I felt like I couldn't because this is a Mennonite university. But I decided that like enough was enough. Like there's, I've heard too many, too much hatred, too much, um, too many people are trying to give solutions to problems that they don't understand. And too many people don't look past their one very narrow point of view. And I wanted to say like, hey, like to actually articulate my thoughts and to tell people that they need to open up their eyes a little bit more and to actually think of something other than their own views. It seems that Remembrance Day is a very important event for you and your family. Uh, You've already kind of alluded to this, but why is that? Um, Well, I do come from a military family. My dad was in the Navy. His dad was in the Air Force. Um, Like, his dad was in the Army, literally as far back as we can remember, military. Um, And I feel like if I were to say that to many students here, that they would look at me as if I am a violent and hurtful and harmful creature, but I'm not. And my family is not. And we have a lot of honor in our country. And that's another thing also. For being Canadian Mennonite University, people are so focused on Americans here. And they associate, sorry, Kenji, <laughs> but they associate the Canadian military a lot with the American military. And we have two very different points of view. We go at things very differently. Canadians go into situations as peacekeepers and Americans go into it literally guns blazing. And if people focus too much on the American, they start blending it. But my family is Canadian. We've always, like, we're very Canadian. And we see the military for what, like, for how, like, we experience the military as something to be proud of. And 
I know most of the country is proud of our military and I respect that other people don't agree with it but people start being it's like hateful towards it I'm, I'm fine if you aren't proud of our military but I would appreciate it if people respected it so what's, what I find pretty fascinating is that this is a very important topic to you, clearly. You have a very different stance in comparison to a lot of other students here at Canadian Mennonite University, right? This is a university that's founded on Anabaptist beliefs that may run contrary to what you believe in. And so my question for you then is that why is it important for you to go to CMU despite like these opposing views? Well, I love CMU. I love all the people here. I love the environment. Um, just because... I love being somewhere. It doesn't mean I don't think there are places of improvement. Um, someone once said to me that a lot of pacifists confuse pacifism and being passive. And I think that's so true in this or in this university. A lot of people think of pacifism as distancing themselves instead of finding a third way. That's very interesting. If you could elaborate on what you mean by third path, uh, that'd be great. Would, yeah. you, would you be willing to? Um, well, we definitely, because this is a Christian university and we talk about Jesus's third way. So um, people think uh, just because you think of a third way of doing things doesn't mean that it's necessarily the most peaceful way of doing things. Um if you go into a situation where you have to decide between being attacked like you if you're in a situation where you are physically being attacked i feel like a lot of pacifists would say just let them attack you and in my own personal beliefs i think that's wrong because i believe that we were given a body and we are allowed to defend our own body and i think that Jesus would be very angry at me if I didn't, if I was attacked and I let that happen. Hmm. Um, and I think that a lot of people who are in the viewpoint of not, of a lot of people who think that you either have to attack or do nothing haven't been in many of these situations. I think that a lot of people, I, I understand that there are different viewpoints but a lot of people who speak up in these classes and these situations are the people who haven't experienced violence they haven't experienced trauma and they don't understand that sometimes the third way has to be putting yourself first you've already also kind of talked about this earlier but what do you think is important uh, for pacifist students to consider when judging the armed forces I think that they need more information. I think that pacifist students need to go into student mode. When they are violently opposing something, they need reasons to violently oppose it. Um, so if they want to hate on, if they have an issue with the Canadian military, the Department of National Defense, that's totally cool. But actually give reasons. Actually say, hey, they went to this country. I didn't like what they did. Then I think people would be able to have better discussions. It's not just yes or no. Why do you think this was an important discussion to have here on campus? 
I think no one is talking about it, but there are a lot of people thinking about it. I know that there are military members who attend CMU who cannot say that they are members of the military because they're afraid of the backlash. And I think that's horrible because in this school that is very inclusive, they are making people who are defending our country feel like they don't belong. And I'm not talking about the staff because staff, I've noticed that the staff members and the students who come, who attend CMU, there's a different way of thinking. And I noticed there's a lot of, there are a lot of students who are making other students feel this way. It's not the staff. And I don't know if these students know they're making these other students feel that way. Thank you very much, Gabby, for this interview. I really appreciate it. Um, before we end it, do you have any final words for our listeners? Um, I guess just, uh, I would, if people want to learn more, that there's so many different places that they can go, different places I can show them, um, that they don't have to feel like they need to learn on their own. All right. Thank you so much, Gabby. I'm James Magnus Johnston, um, the director of the Center for Resilience, and I teach social entrepreneurship and political studies here. Part of James's work is helping students take their issues and use it to change the world in a positive way. The Center for Resilience encourages social entrepreneurs to, to do just that. This is James speaking at the opening. We've developed a problem-based learning course called the Social Innovation Lab, because a lab is where you test ideas. And in this course, uh, the center here becomes the classroom and a transdisciplinary team of students, whether from music, theology, international development, peace and conflict, psychology, or mathematics, will all work together to solve real-world problems, problems posed to those students by a resident or non-resident entrepreneur. I joined James in his office to discuss debating in public. Thank you. Um, so I don't know if you've noticed, but the Wittenberg door has been pretty busy the past month. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we wanted to dedicate a podcast to just figuring out how we can talk about things. Hmm. Um, so the environment at CMU is different from the environment in the world. Mm. Um, <laughs> So a lot of people are very passionate about things, but it's hard to articulate it while seeming professional. Hmm. How do you suggest people go out and talk about things they're passionate about? Interesting. Okay. Can you just pick up, just for a moment, just back up and tell me what you mean by different here than different in the yeah. broader world? So particularly in the CME community, mm-hmm. it's a university setting. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a Christian setting. Yep. Um, so how we speak in these halls and in classrooms mm-hmm. has a very different tone mm-hmm. than how we might have like a public debate in like just in Winnipeg. Mm-hmm. And are you referring to a more or less respectful tone within this setting here? I mean, like from my experience, I mean, it, sound, it seems like like within within the CMU context, people seem to be pretty respectful most of the time, and polite. 
and they pick up on the nuances of, um, of you know, or maybe the subtext, right, of what someone might be saying, you know, when they're talking about a particular issue, whether it's the environment or it's, you know, um, politics, for instance, or something along these lines. And um, so it, I think it's coded differently, perhaps, you know, at CMU than it is in the uh, in broader society, um, where where the public discourse seems to have taken a bit of a turn for the worst. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, I guess you know, it might be a question of how to, like I think that's 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 a really important thing on the one hand to have these sort of these more polite codes and ways of navigating the world, you know, uh, and to learn them. Um, but then the trick would be figuring out how to uh, how to re-encode them when you're working with someone on the outside of that on, uh, of that you know bubble, I guess, or that kind of that's that's that circle. Right? Yeah. So, for example, like if someone yeah. were to take a topic that is very clearly biased in mm. one direction. Right. <laughs> how do you advise someone to professionally yet passionately discuss <laughs> what they're huh. meaning to discuss? Right, so we're talking about biases, yeah. Um, I mean, one is to be aware of one's own gaps in knowledge, right? And to be aware that owning a bias doesn't necessarily mean you have all the information, right? You have an idea and you have a context and you have a reality you're willing to <laughs> defend and you see virtue in it somewhere, right? Um, I think that, um, you know, that acknowledging your biases humbly and acknowledging your, you know, I, I, you know articulating the virtue and then, you know, um, uh, acknowledging the humility of not
And that brings an end to our show. Thank you once again for listening to Wittenberg Radio. Remember to check out all those awesome and amazing events that Ashton Reimer talked about at the beginning of the show. And do you have something you want to say about this week's episode? Leave it on the Wittenberg door. I'm Kenji Dick. And I'm Gabby Taylor. And we'll see you next time. Wittenberg Radio is a production of CMU Student Council. The views and opinions expressed by hosts and guests are not necessarily those of CMU Student Council.